Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. And welcome to Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We are here talking to you on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Sending thoughts to all of our listeners who may be in Texas. Yeah. Particularly those in the Houston area. Yeah. Seems like the flooding is something out there. It's bananas. So, we are uh, thinking of you. Hope you are all safe. We hope that uh, Southpaw Guitars in Houston is okay. Matt hopes that Southpaw Guitars in Houston is okay. Yes. Um, Yeah. Also people. Yeah. But mostly the guitar plays. Uh, Mostly people. And then the people. Okay. All right. Is this episode 48? I guess so. Sure. Wow. I was just thinking, we're almost at episode 50. Wow. We should have a diamond jubilee. Yeah. We should do something cool. Like what? Um, I don't know. Okay. Maybe Bo should host the episode. Bo, would you like to host an episode of the podcast? He is licking his balls. 
that don't he exist. He doesn't have balls. He's, listening, he's licking his empty ball pocket. Oh, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. He does have like a little satchel that used to hold balls. I know. But now it's... It's uh, like shriveled. Yeah. It's like a coin purse. We could start... <laughs> he could collect things, put them in there. We saw the husky today on, on the walk. Oh, no. Well, I spotted him from across the street. Yeah. And I saw him before Bo saw him. And I made Bo sit. Mm-hmm. And I made him like look at me, and it kind of calmed him down. And then the husky, I could I could see that the husky was sort of passing us, and Bo like his his brow got furrowed, mm-hmm. and he was like trying to look. And I was like, Bo, calm down, calm down. And he like he sort of started, but he didn't really. Mm-hmm. And then we just kept walking. And I was like, Good boy, good boy. That's interesting. Yeah, but you know who he did lunge at today? Who? A boxer across the street. A boxer. What does that mean? A boxer dog. Oh. Not like Mayweather. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like a, like, I thought you were on like La Brea and there was someone outside of a boxing gym. Like no. Punching shadows. It's a breed of dog. Oh, okay. I'm sure you've seen that boxer before. Um, I don't know. Have I? I don't know. But right. Bo did not like him. Um, yeah. What's our, where's our, I don't have the business in front of me. I, know, I can't, I, I can't I, do the business. I took the business. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, the Houston thing. I pulled that out of nowhere. You even, even wrote it on the business. Oh, I thought you, I thought you had glanced at the business. No. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Uh, Dory will be at the Decatur Book Festival this Saturday, September 2nd on a panel called The Intersection of the Internet and Self-Help with the author Heather Havreleski. Uh, she writes the Ask Polly column for New York Magazine. Uh, and this will be at the Decatur Recreation Studio from 1230 to 115. You can get more info at decaturbookfestival.com. Um, and also, she would like to hang out with you. So, the Brick Store Pub in Decatur from 5 to 7 p.m. on Saturday. Dory's saying, bring it. I, I, from what I understand, at least two people will be there. Hey, that's not too bad. Yeah. I am like annoyed that our volume is so low and I'm now turning it up. How do you feel about that? Okay. All right. Is it going to be noticeable? Um, I mean, it'll not be that noticeable to the listener. Okay. I level the whole thing. All right. I'm just going to turn off the uh, air conditioning right now, mm. which is a mistake, I think, because it's so hot today. Uh. Startup is now available, UK, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand. If you're in one of these countries, post a pic on social media and hashtag it, hashtag it, hashtag startup abroad, and Dory will send you a postcard. That's true. That's very nice. Dory has a lot of postcards to send. Yep. She is anxious to get them out there. She's going to write you a little note. Yep. Says, thank you for booking it. Yep. And uh, maybe a coupon for a personal pan pizza if there's a pizza hut in your neighborhood. Uh, don't make promises I can't keep. Oh, I thought we were doing book it. Um, Amazon reviews, Goodread reviews. We still need them, apparently. Wait, we will never not need them. We'll never not need them. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure to talk about uh, all of this fun stuff with like-minded people, people who have gone through IVF, people who have gone through it, people who are thinking about going through it. It's a quite an intersection of those in the fertility community. You know, we have like 2,600 members now. That's great. Yeah. 
you could also go to excellentadventure.com to learn more about the podcast, see some resources, make some donations. Uh, our Twitter is You know, excellent. speaking of the resources page. Yes. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I got an email from the woman who runs the website Plus Size Birth because we had I'd put it on the resources page uh-huh. and she was like hey I saw that I was getting like referrals from your page to my site and so I checked like she didn't know about our podcast oh okay so she like checked it out and then she was like I mentioned you on our Facebook page like it was it was it was sweet and I was like oh our our, our resources people are like looking at the resources page that's great and that's clicking on things absolutely what it's there for yeah so thank um, you <laughs> But uh, I don't feel like she's sending any listeners our way. Our numbers are the same. So, you know, I'm going to add something to the business here. Tell a friend about the podcast. Say, hey, you'd enjoy this. Even if they wouldn't enjoy it. Oh. Trick them. Trick them into <laughs> listening. Uh, so, excellentadventure.com for all your excellent needs. Uh, excellent pod on Twitter. You can email us, Dory and Matt at Gmail and Matt and Dory at Gmail. And our four, four, mm-hmm. phone number is 413-461-BABY. You know, if I may add something to that tell a friend uh, yeah. thing, yeah. if you're in other Facebook groups that are infertility related, it would be great if you could post about the podcast in there. That's true. That would be helpful. It'd be super helpful. We want, we want to get the word out yeah. about the podcast and, and help as many people as possible and also get as many listeners as possible so that we can one day just do this podcast. That's never happened. <laughs> uh, no, it's just, you just want a lot of people. Don't you guys want a daily podcast? <laughs> That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Bo just perked up when I said that. He was like, mm. Mm. No, 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 no. Not a possibility, people, so don't. <laughs> Don't think about it. I actually had a, a a cool, what I think would be a cool podcast idea. That would be a daily podcast. Well, I'll put it under your hat. Don't say it. On I'm the not podcast. saying it on the podcast. Just I'm not it. a dummy. Happens all the time. <sighs> Andy and I were talking about doing a prisoner podcast where we'd go watch the old British series, The Prisoner. And the mm-hmm. next day, a Twitter account tweeted that it was starting a podcast about the prisoner and it had po- parked a prisoner uh, mm. podcast twitter account it was very Interesting. strange Interesting. Like, that seems oddly timed but guess what yeah you don't get to do any more podcasts um we'll talk about that wait what uh are you planning another podcast i like to plan as many podcasts as possible what is happening some people call matt myra pod monday's matt myra day i know that's when all my podcasts are our... except for james bonding it goes up at midnight on monday night tuesday morning our friend whose twitter is at lane at 360 always posts a screen grab of all his myra podcasts they all they all plop yeah Bo is on the prowl now where is he prowling he's uh standing behind your chair uh-huh, and uh-huh. now he's coming over to this corner and oh he's doing something weird what's he doing he's going in the corner of this thing looking down what's he doing Bo. What are you doing, buddy? Well, let's not get him excited. That's Bo walking by. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Have a good time. Oh, oh it's the neighbor dogs. Bo's arch enemies. Three tiny dogs. Three little yipper dogs. We saw them today, too. Oh, did he lose it? No. He tends to lose it. Those dogs are very... 
I made him, again, I made him sit and they kind of walked by and then we were on the other side of the street and I just kept walking really fast and then they were like meandering. So I beat them and then we came in the house. We are, we are two weeks away, people, from Bo's appointment with a veterinary behaviorist. We're putting a lot of eggs in this basket. <laughs> a lot. We're even bringing Mary Jane. We're bringing our dog walker. Where everybody who deals with Bo on a regular basis is going to be there. It's going to be a real party. Bo's going to be like, what the hell? I don't know if he's going to think that we're there to give him away or... Oh, no. I hope he doesn't think that. I hope he doesn't think that, too. You know what I was thinking? I have to leave for Seattle. Oh, I should have put that in the business. I'm doing... I'm going to be on this panel in Seattle on September 9th at this conference called Create and Cultivate. Mm -hmm. Um... And I'm leaving, for, I'm going to leave for Seattle from the appointment. But I was thinking I should probably pack on Thursday while he's at the Chateau. Yes, you so should. He we should like, always pack when he's not around. So he doesn't freak out because I don't want him to be especially freaked out at the appointment. Correct. And you should like, we should like put your... Put the bag in, in the, the car. car. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking that. Yeah. Bo's a very sensitive young man. He's so sensitive. I was, Matt gave me a bunch of clothes to get rid of a few days ago and there was a lot of shirts that had been like crumpled up in balls on in on the floor of his closet. They were clean. They were clean. They were just in balls. They were just in balls. So I was like, oh, I'm going to iron a few of these just to like not make them look so gross. And Bo got so agitated. I think just like the act of taking all the clothes from one room to the other and then the ironing board, I put it in the bedroom so I could iron. And he was like, what is happening? And he kept like pacing. Yeah. It was like, he gets real antsy. He doesn't like when we leave. No. Um, so you're going away next the weekend after. Yeah. I'll be back. I'm leaving Friday. I get back Saturday night. Yeah. Well, I know it's going through your head. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, what if I did that instead of Labor Day weekend? Anyway, this is a, for a different time, not to be thinking about on the podcast. No. Point is, guys, when am I going to Vegas? Okay. Um, is that the weekend of the podcast festival in New York? I have no idea. I'm I'm just going to take a gander at the internet and find out. What podcast festival? There's a big podcast festival in New York that... A lot of people that aren't me are going to. Um, Did you want to go? I mean, it'd be nice to be asked. That's oh, you I'm weren't saying. asked. I was that... not asked. Oh. Uh, Who organizes it? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. It's huge, but it's like taking all my co-hosts away. Uh, like, you know, the LA Podcast Festival is in October, and I'm not, I'm not going to that either. I just feel like uh, they're ignoring... Uh, all of my minor contributions. <laughs> uh, let me just take a look. Okay. This is, oh, so there's a couple of uh, festivals. So the Now Here This Podcast Festival is the one I'm thinking of, and that is September 8th to the 10th. That's the weekend I'll be in Seattle. Okay. So that one, you know, you got your comedy bang bangs, your How Did This Get Made, your Love It or Leave It, your LeVar Burton Reads, your Planet Monies, your Larry Wilmore's. Your Flop House, your Doughboys, your Chris Gethard podcasts. $170 for a full weekend pass, which honestly sounds like a lot. All those podcasts are free. Um, anyway. Cool. 
Maybe I'll go to Vegas that weekend. Okay. Because if Gorley's going to be out of town, mm. you know? Uh, I do. These are how my travel plans get made. Everybody. All right. I hope you're all enjoying it. Okay. So. So. What else do we have? Um. So I got, so I'd submitted all my, um, I'd submitted the big bill for the retrieval. Mm. And I just got the reimbursement from insurance and they only gave me back like $2,000. So now I have to call them and be like, why didn't you? I got this pre-approved. It's going to be like a whole fucking process. I'm like, I knew it. I knew that this was going to happen. They only sent a check for $2,000 over the, for the $10,000. Yes. That we're supposed to be. Yes. <sighs> you can go to uh, excellentadventure.com and click on the donations tab. <laughs> Uh, I hate this country's insurance. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so fucking terrible. Like, I think in the end we will get the money because I'm going to go through my work um, insurance, like concierge or whoever, like whatever it's called, who's the one who got the approval for the retrieval in the first place when they didn't want to give it to me. Yeah. But it's just like, now I have to deal with that. And, you know, it's just like, it's always something. It's never easy. It's never this easy. This whole process is the most It's like they're like... It's the most difficult thing I think we've ever... I've, like, think about how long we've been doing this. Yeah, it's been a year and a half. Think about how uh, many twists and turns there have been. Think yeah. about how much money we've spent. Yeah. Think about how much money we are in debt. Yeah. Think about the fact that uh, we have nothing to show for it. Mm -hmm. But a lovely community that gathers at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure and a lovely website where you can donate excellentadventure.com. Anyway. I mean, look, we, you know, facetious. we hear from people every week where, who have been doing this for much longer than we have. Yeah. Like, it's not like, I am by any stretch of the imagination saying that we are like unusual. Mm -hmm. um, no, we're not unusual. But I mean, we're unusual in the fact that you're hearing about it every week on the fucking podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I went to a birthday party the other night and I realized when I walked in that it was it was all moms. Mm. Me and this one other girl were the only non-moms there. Were there a lot of babies at the party? No, there were no babies. I don't know. It was just, it was like... For oh, those of you listening, Dory and I just got in a fight where I quit the podcast. And then I quit the podcast. Because I quit it. And then I was like, well, we have advertisers, so we have to finish this. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Dory. Matt doesn't like that. Dory I'm... made me throw out my Apple Watch, so it's in the trash. Now. Uh, no. Yep. She said it's the Apple Watch or me. Uh, I didn't say that. Yeah, uh, you gotta you figure it out. So, I chose my wife over the watch. Okay, that's not what happened. That's exactly what happened. N no, stop gaslighting me. You were here. Yeah. Dory got distracted by me being distracted. Yep. And I was very annoyed that she could not just 
and then it became non-verbally then tell it, me. Then it became my fault for getting distracted by his distractions. Yes, I agree. Instead of Matt taking responsibility. For what? For getting distracted. I disagree. Uh-huh. I know you disagree. Uh-huh. And I'm back here under duress. Well, she's here for you people. Yeah, I'm certainly not here for Matt. Why would she be? <laughs> Definitely not here for you. Well, this is where we are, everybody. Yep. Dory's not happy. Nope. Matt's annoyed. And the podcast continues. Mm. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you.
Mm, that's good coffee. Is it? No. It's I don't think fine. that machine makes shitty coffee. I think it's the pods you use. I think it's a, I think it's both. I hate pods. I hate that we have to use that thing. What would you rather we had? A coffee maker. That would make pots of coffee that would go undrunk. You don't even finish your cof- cup of coffee. I usually finish it. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Go look in the go look in the sink right now and see how many half coffee full mugs there are in there. Well, one of them killed a fly the other day. Uh, how did it do that? Because it drowned in the coffee. That was still in the cup. Yep. <laughs> uh huh. Maybe that's why I'm leaving all the half full cups of coffee. Oh, you're catching flies. Yep. Well, that, that makes sense. I didn't think about it that way. See, you can anyway. open your mind. We all have to open our mind. Mm. So, yeah. It's hard for me, everybody. I uh, get fidgety. Mm-hmm. Apparently, know. every other podcast host on the planet accommodates Matt's fidgetiness. fidgetiness. Not every other host, but all the other hosts that I do podcasts with. Uh-huh. The other five people. So, they enable him. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway... My undivided attention is now here. I mean, my love language is quality time. Uh-huh. You know that. My love language is fidgeting. Uh, That's I, why I love fidget spinners. Why don't you have one? I don't. I have, there's a ton of them at work. Well, do you use them? We all do. Hmm. I don't like them. Why? Um, just not into them. Oh. Well, I'm very fidgety. Yep. I like to uh, touch things and, you know, I get distracted. So anyway, I've retired. Sure you don't have ADD? I've retired the Apple Watch. And I'm now back to a regular watch. Uh-huh. It was just causing too much problems in my life. Was it? Yes, it was. But you've truly retired it. I've truly retired that it. That brand new Nike Apple Watch that you insisted on getting for your running career that never took off. Yeah. It's among the many other careers I've had that haven't taken off. Mm. Um, but yeah, I found that I was not responding to messages because I would read them and then see them on my wrist and then forget the, that they needed to be responded to. Mm-hmm. So I have 128 unread messages on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I believe there's a setting where you can set it so that they remain unread on your phone. Even if you look at them on your watch. No, they're they're unread on... Oh, they're phone. they're still unread on your phone, yeah, and you still forget you still forget to respond to them. Yes. Ah. Yeah. So it causes problems mm-hmm. left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, I find that I uh, sometimes like the Red Sox score comes in on them mm-hmm. before, before ahead of the play by play on the radio. Oh boy! When it ruins everything. Well, that's the biggest problem. No, it's not the biggest problem, but it's also. You know, I just, I, I, it turns me into a bad friend. Yeah. Someone that doesn't respond to messages. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you've texted me in the last, I don't know, four months, <laughs> there's your answer. Mm-hmm. It also distracts me from my wife. Yep. My beautiful, talented wife, Dori Shafrir. Mm. Queen of the internet. <laughs> He got so mad at me. I got so mad. I don't know if I should, should I leave the angry in there so they can hear it. Yeah. It's crazy. 
I think you. It is funny though. It's like we're not. There is no yelling in it. Like I listened back to it. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to cut it out, but I think my exact words were just because I'm going to bridge the two halves of the podcast. But I believe my you're, you said, "Can you not look at your watch?" And I said, "Could you not be distracted by it?" And you said no. And then I said, fine, do the podcast on your own. <laughs> anyway, here we are. I think I think you had such an extreme reaction because... Patched up. Yeah. Well, because the Apple Watch has been causing some grief. Right. So, so it actually, it wasn't just that I said something. It was like you knew it had been an issue and it kind of like came to a, came to a head. Well... I'm glad we unpacked that, everyone. <sighs> That's what we're here for, to unpack ourselves in front of an audience. Yep. So thank you for supporting and listening to our show. Yes. The part This is the part most of you don't enjoy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We've got emails to talk about. At the, you know, we've only got, you know, let's say there's 20, 20 minutes or so of us, and here's some emails. Yep. Honey, would you like to read the first one from Melissa? Sure. By the um, way, I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Everyone, he only apologized just now on the air because he wants credit. Don't act, don't act like <laughs> it's been three hours. It was like 10 minutes. Oh, uh, okay. And I said, I'm sorry that you got distracted. Oh. And then I said, I'm sorry okay. just now. Um. So remember last week we heard we got we got that epic email from Shauna about the chemical pregnancies. Yes, we did hear from a couple of people. By the way, longest email of the podcast. Yeah, probably longest email read on read. Yeah. yeah, we've gotten emails that were that long that were able to be condensed. Yeah, but that one wasn't really able to be condensed. It was a lot. It was a lot. Okay. So Melissa says, I wanted to reply to Shauna's email about recurrent chemical pregnancies. Unfortunately, I don't have a definitive answer for her, but I did have a similar experience. My first pregnancy was ectopic, which ended with the removal of my tube at nine weeks. My OBGYN watched my tube rupture during the surgery. That was the nick of time situation. huh? Yes. I then had three chemical pregnancies. After my second chemical, I had an HSG, hysterosalpingogram test. The results were normal. The dye went through my remaining tube and my uterus looked normal. My husband and I also went through a battery of tests at this time and all of the results came back normal. The third chemical ended almost as soon as it started. My fifth pregnancy was also an ectopic pregnancy, which ended at seven weeks. My doctor said my tube, which had looked normal during the first ectopic and during the HSG was, quote, falling apart and couldn't be saved. The last pregnancy was the first and only time I've seen any of our fetuses. We got to see and hear the heartbeat, but there wasn't anything we could do to keep that little bean with us. After the second ectopic, I asked my gynecologist if the three chemical pregnancies had possibly also been ectopic. She pretty much shrugged and said, there's no way to know. I have since been to see three different REs and two of them have said without my prompting that the three chemical pregnancies were also most likely ectopic. I will never know for sure if this is true, but I'm confident in our chances of having a baby with IVF. In fact, even with a high BMI, I'm being given a 70% chance of having a baby in my arms with the first transfer. I can relate to Shauna when she said she got to the point where she wasn't excited about positive pregnancy tests. I cried when I got my positive on my fifth pregnancy and they weren't happy tears. Even though all of our pregnancies were 100% planned, suffering loss after loss is devastating. 
After my first ectopic, I saw women that had multiple losses and couldn't fathom how they kept on trying. Now I know. I wish Shauna the best of luck and I wish her peace with whatever decision she and her significant other make. Whatever that decision is, it will be the best one for her family. Melissa. I am. I don't know. I don't know how I would deal with five pregnancies that didn't take in a row. Yeah. Seems overwhelmingly terrible. Yep. But I'm curious about that 70% chance of IVF working, where that number came from for her. Yeah. I don't know. Did it come from a doctor who maybe won't deliver that promise or what? Where did that come from? 70%. I've never heard that. No, she just said, I'm being given passive voice. I know. But by whom? I don't know. Is oh. it just that everything else is a-okay? And... I guess. By the way, I hope that it's 100%. Yeah, just totally. want to say that yeah. before I... I don't, damp- I don't want to dampen anybody's dampenings. Stop dampening. That's what I do here. I dampen. I dampen my wife's spirit. Mm. I dampen the podcast spirit. Mm. And I dampen... Melissa's spirit. Melissa's spirit. Okay. Melissa, I'm sorry. Great. Melissa, best of luck. And I'll be hoping for 100% success. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, this next email is also about Shauna's email. Okay. Um, it's from Siri. The device? Yes. Okay. Uh, she says... Um, Ironically, on the very same day I listened to last week's episode, I learned of the reason for the four chemical pregnancies I've had over the last 18 months. Mm. But first, a little of my background. We had our son three years ago after nine months of trying. We knew that trying may be difficult because I had irregular cycles. We had just turned 30 when we started trying. We went into an RE after about six months and learned that my husband has low morphology. His initial uh, semen analysis showed 2%. Our RE said that she thought that may be the reason we'd not gotten pregnant yet, but she didn't want to jump into any treatment yet, saying that 2% is not so low that we couldn't get pregnant. Just a few months later, we got pregnant with my son and everything went fine with the pregnancy. He was and is perfect. When my son turned a year old, we decided to start trying again. Eight months later, we saw positive on a home test and were thrilled to add another babe to the family. Mm. But three days later, I took another test and it was lighter. Uh, then she lighter. What does that mean? Uh, the line was lighter. So, so like there might a, depending on how dark the line is. Well, the, test? the, the, you want the, like they say, if you see a faint line, you're still pregnant. Yeah. But as you get quote unquote more pregnant, I think because your, your, your urine has more of the, um, hcg the pregnancy hormone in Uh it the line gets darker Uh so what i'm assuming from this is like it's not a good sign if your line starts dark and then gets lighter i see um okay so she did the blood test uh they did the 48 hour wait for a second test uh went from 18 to 11 over the two days she was heartbroken um and then six months later she's pregnant again same deal very early chemical pregnancy um, I didn't want to waste time. So we saw an RE and she said she just wasn't worried. She offered us letrozole and a trigger shot to maybe speed up the process of getting pregnant. A couple months later, we tried it, ended up taking three cycles. We got pregnant again, our third chemical pregnancy. Finally, after three in a row, our RE ran all of the tests, uterine biopsy, blood tests, SIS, uh, saline 
something is that a saline ultrasound saline something uh etc everything came back perfectly normal she also offered us a karyotype a blood test to review our chromosomes to make sure everything was normal did you have that a blood did i have blood work did you have the karyotype blood work i think i did at my urologist i I think you ended up doing it. I think so. But said it's extremely rare to find an abnormality. Insurance doesn't doesn't cover it, and it's around $1,000. I asked if she would do the test if she were us, and she said no, so we skipped it. Mm. Um, they took a break. Six months later, they did a round of IUI, got a negative home test after I should have stopped ovulating, so I stopped using vaginal progesterone and started enjoying some wine. But my period didn't come for several days. Something seemed off. When I went in to start another round of IUI, they said they wanted to do a blood test just to be sure I wasn't pregnant. I never thought for a second I could be. I was annoyed to have to go to the lab, but I did and then headed to work. Two hours later, they called to say my HCG was 44, but I was on day four of my period. Another fucking chemical pregnancy. I was in shock and so pissed. And this time I wasn't taking poor egg quality for an answer again. We did the karyotype. And like I said, only a few hours after I listened to the episode, I got a call from the genetic counselor. We'd already gotten my results back as normal. 46 double X chromosomes. But we've been waiting on my husband's. The counselor called to say that his were absolutely not normal. He has a rare translocation between his third and 12th chromosomes. Apparently, when someone Whoa. has a balanced translocation like my husband's, they are not affected by it. The information is swapped between the, true chromosome, between the two chromosomes, but there is neither too little nor too much, so he functions normally, except with regard to fertility. It does affect his sperm, hence the morphology issue, and unbelievably, 90% of all our pregnancies will result in early miscarriages. Side note, when I asked the doctor if he'd seen other couples with this translocation, he said, first of all, we only see three translocations each year, so it's rare to begin with. But second, I've never seen one of these before. Awesome. Also, I think he sounded slightly giddy to have found something so interesting, which was super disturbing. I feel like they are. Kind oh, of. are you kidding me? It's yeah. like, you don't even know. When you find like the solution to something and it's so weird, it's, it's, it is an exciting moment. This is getting long, but all of this is to say that after five chemical pregnancies, especially when you've had healthy babies with a different partner, I do a karyotype. Knowing what I know now, I wish we had done this far sooner. It is expensive, but so worth it. Statistically, I would have to go through five more chemical pregnancies in order to get to another healthy baby. The fact that my son is perfect and was our first pregnancy is a total anomaly, and we are so thankful. But now that we have these results, we are going to do IVF with ICSI and PGS as soon as we can. The genetic counselor believes that our odds of a healthy pregnancy are about 10% on our own, but with ICSI, he suspects it goes up to 20%. So if we get five embryos, the hope is that one will be normal. That's interesting. I'm so glad to have been listening to your podcast so that I have realistic expectations going in and also so that I know a lot of the right questions to ask. If there's anyone else out there who has found a balanced translocation in their or their partner's chromosomes, <laughs> I'd love to hear about their experience and if they went the IVF XCPGS route. <coughs> Best wishes to you guys. I have so much hope for you and much love to Bo. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, uh, you know, every time someone's got a weird problem, we're asking if there's other people with the weird problem. I and feel like the problem like... becomes not so weird because we find four or five other people that listen to this that have it. Yeah. Yeah. We have yet to strike out. Is that true? I don't think we've had anyone who was written in who's been the only person suffering from whatever it is that they were suffering Oh, you want to hear something nice? Sure. Remember we heard a few weeks ago from that woman in Orange County who was a single mom doing IVF on her own? Yes. We had someone else write in uh, an email and say, 
Um, I'm also, I can't remember if she had done it or she was doing it, but she Mm. was also local. And she said, you know, if you want to put me in touch with her. And, and then I heard from the original woman, she said, thank you so much for putting me in touch with her. We're going to meet up. And oh, that's great. We've been emailing and yeah. We're doing, we're it's doing, really nice. We're doing something here. We are patting ourselves on the back. It's what we're doing. Um, all right. One more email about this and then we will move on. Sure. This is from Laura. And she said she had to pause the episode after the longest email ever to answer the autoimmune question. Yes, there is some research that shows if you have one autoimmune disease, you are more likely to have a second one and you're more likely to have a first degree relative, parent, sibling, or child who has one as well. I've been looking into this topic a lot as my six-year-old son was diagnosed with celiac disease a little over a year ago. His gastroenterologist was very interested in my underactive thyroid, which my doctors had always just kind of glossed over as something that happens to some people. I'm now in the process of trying to figure out if I actually have Hashimoto's thyroidosis, Uh which is an autoimmune disease and responsible for many cases of underactive thyroid. I had an unexplained miscarriage at 18 weeks, four and a half years ago, and I still wonder if it's somehow related. Also, I think you had an email a few weeks back asking if any listeners had successful pregnancies after an unexplained late loss. It was an extremely emotional pregnancy for me, and I never felt safe until I was holding her. She's now the happiest three-year-old I know and a pretty tough cookie. Love the podcast. My husband and I are done having kids, but find the ins and outs of reproductive medicine really interesting. And it's great that you're not only that you're getting not only your personal experiences out there, but also those of your listeners. It's such a complex and varied experience. There's always more to learn. Keep up the good work and good luck, Laura. And then she has a PS that she was a photo editor at the DP, the uh, Daily Pennsylvanian, the newspaper of the University of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Possibly the year before you were the street editor. Oh. Street was the uh, arts and entertainment insert that came out weekly that I was the editor of. What kinds of things would be in there? Uh, like, would it just be things about kids at Penn? No, it was like mo- it was like film reviews, music reviews, mm-hmm. TV. There was a humor column. There was who a, wrote the humor column? Gary Kang. And was Gary a member of the comedy troupe that Lou was a member of? Mask and wig? No, there wasn't much mask and wig street overlap. I oh think. boy, street, you hear that everybody? Street, like I, I don't want to say masking wig was dorky exactly, but it was a different. It was a different crowd. Like I was not friends with anyone in mask and wig. Oh my god, I'm devastated to hear this. I mean, they're very talented people, of and course. a lot of them have gone on to great and wonderful things. As have the uh, women in Bloomers, the uh, women's version wow i believe um i think what's her face i think the crazy girlfriend woman i think she was in bloomers and i think whitney cummings was in bloomers also wow yeah pretty illustrious sounds very illustrious yeah anyway um that is cool thank you laura for writing in um I still get the emails from the DP Alumni Association asking me to donate money. Um, we get all sorts of things. We get all sorts Penn. of things. Um, it's like you've given them enough money. You know what I mean? I do. So I do know what you mean. Rude. They are. They are. Uh, they ask for a lot of money. What's their endowment? A lot. I mean, like it's not Harvard a lot, but it's, no, but it's a lot. And they they have so many like really rich alumni, yeah. That it's kind of like, what do they need my twenty five dollars for? Right, right. 
when they have like Dick Wolf endowing like the Penn Humanities Forum. You mean the Dick Wolf Center? The Wolf Humanities Forum, it's now called. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Would you like me to read an email? Yeah. Let me see if I have my reading skills within me which I do not. Uh, I am not going through IVF, but still enjoy your podcast immensely. I found it through Matt's many other podcasts, like so many others. I'm currently binging through and am at the point where you've discussed anger and jealousy some women fear, feel towards other women who can get easily pregnant. I have a similar issue, uh, except my issue is that my is with married friends uh, and the fact that I have four younger sisters who are all married. And I can express to them how it feels to think for a long time it was something you would just have, and the one thing you want more than anything you may never have, and the harder you try, the farther it is from your grasp. I'm almost 40 and tried online dating for a long time and simply have given up. And I am tired of hearing that BS about stop looking and you'll find it. I stopped looking five years ago. My last date was a year ago. We have got to figure this out. Mm. Uh, anyway, all this to say I am ashamed of all my friends and sisters being married and that I don't want to feel this way but have become distant from all of them and more alone than ever. So putting that wall up is never helpful. Matt. I named my daughter Allison Deanna after everyone's favorite ship counselor. Thanks for all your help to those who need and hope for all the rest of us. This is from Sherry. Who, by the way, spells it Sherry, but phonetically spelled it out Sherry. Sherry, I think. Sherry. I think it's Sherry. Now that makes more sense. Yeah. Not Shuri. Shuri. Not <laughs> uh, well, Shuri, let me say, hey, have you... Th- well, we got an email from Tova. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- did I stop looking? I mean, I just sort of uh, had given up. And then I went on Tinder. Okay, but two things. Yeah, One. I was looking for a quick fuck and then I ended up getting married, so... Uh, okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, first of all, you're a guy. Totally am a guy. That's A, yes. Second of all, you were only 30. I am only 30. Uh, no, no. You were 30 <laughs> when we met. Was I? Yeah. I thought I was older. No, you were 30. How long have we met? How long have we known each other? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> How long have we met? I write this down. I write this down so I answer later. We met three and a half years ago. You turned 31 that summer. I did? Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Does that track? I guess so. Okay. I have no recollection of being thirty. Of I don't I don't remember the time before Dory. That's not true. I don't. Um, wait. I mean, I feel like we haven't given Sheree our undivided attention. You're right, Sheree, and I don't have an Apple Watch on, so nope. you're getting more of my attention than normal. Mm. Um, I also think the whole "stop looking and you'll find someone" thing is bullshit. I think it's like actually, it's a lot of work to find someone, especially as you get older. Um. Now, what I am about to say, you might also take as one of those annoying platitudes. But when I tell you that this is how things worked for me, I am telling you the truth, which is that I was like, I'm I'm going I'm still going to like try to, you know, find someone still going to date. But what I'm really going to do is like work on myself and being happy with myself and being happy, like being alone and doing things by myself and getting fulfillment out of things, like just kind of, you know, being grateful for what I have. Um, and I started like keeping a gratitude journal and I was like just doing things that I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I finally like as I was doing that, I was like, hmm, like I would ideally like to meet someone, but if I have to be single for the rest of my life, like, okay, you know, like I was like, all right, like this is, this is cool. Like I, I like myself. I can chill with myself for yeah the rest of my life. Um, and I do think, and like in that whole time, I think I was also like, as I was like getting to know myself better and becoming more of myself, I was, I was also figuring out like who I wanted to be with and the type of person I wanted to be with. So then when Matt came along, I was like, Oh, someone who's going to be distracted by his Apple watch three and a half years from now when we're doing a podcast about doing IVF. This is my dream guy. Yeah. And it turns out she was right. Yeah. I would be distracted by my watch. Yeah. <sighs> Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, it's it uh let me tell you. Marriage is uh wonderful. It's easy. Speak for Don't yourself. Don't you think being married is a lot easier than not being married? Excuse me. Uh, on the whole, yes, but I don't think marriage is easy. But it's easier. Yeah. It's like nice knowing that someone always has your back. Right. You know, it's nice to know that someone will go outside at two o'clock in the morning with a flashlight to look for whatever is causing noises. Yeah, which turned out to be a cat under the house. Yeah. I let him out. Yeah. Did he go back in? I think he went back in. I've left it open. The cat is welcome to come and go as the cat pleases. But I think we were also hearing the rat. No, we were hearing the cat mostly. Oh, you'd think so? Yeah. I'm surprised the cat didn't kill the rat. Bo is a good rat hunter. But he hasn't killed any rats. Well, he keeps the area, he 
keeps the perimeter safe. He patrols. He does. He does wander about patrolling. <laughs> uh, we have an email from Tova, um, which is exciting because we were going to name uh, one of our children Tova, and we're going to name the other one Yitzi. Yitzi and Tova. Yeah. Uh, Tova says, "I was thinking about how cool an excellent adventure app would be. I've printed. I have a printed calendar." Cal- should I read? No, I'm so great at reading. <laughs> what? I mean, what is it? I'm never not tired, A. I'm never not exhausted from whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if there's a good day of the week for me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You need to get more sleep. <sighs> it's true. I did wake up very early this morning for no reason. Although you you got up. I got up because I had to poop. And then Bo you know Bo shook awake and then yeah or all bets were off at that point okay i have a printed calendar on the fridge so we could both see what was going on but it would be nice to have an electronic version on us at all times that we could both access i know you can sync your gmail or apple calendar but it would be nice to have everything in one easy spot so my app idea would be like a diary calendar and chat platform all rolled into one I think it would be great to have an app with a calendar that tracked period cycle, symptoms, moods, ovulation, etc., doctor's appointments, medications, types, dosages, injection times, reactions, etc., had individual alerts and reminders. I imagine different bird calls to go with the <laughs> egg theme <laughs> could be synced with someone else who has the app, like your partner or their or, the, or your surrogate. So they could get reminders about appointments, ejections, prescriptions, pickups, etc. Had a two-way diary or chat platform so that if you put that you're sad, deflated, flat, etc., you can encourage the other person or know to bring them ice cream or whatever. And you could then switch to pregnancy mode, uh, again, for symptoms and appointments, etc., it would also be cool if you could upload photos as well as personal photos. You could have photos of your test results, medications, prescriptions for references. I have a big folder, big binder full of stuff already. It would be nice to have an electronic version all in one place. And if it had a chat platform for other users in the app so that people can chat together and share their experiences, give advice, share tips, events, and so on. I found Facebook and Twitter to be great to talk about research about ivf but it's so public i'm quite open to the fact that i'm going through ivf but there's something people i'm oh, sorry there's some people i prefer not to know and facebook will still show that you're in a group even if it's closed or private i also thought you could customize it so it had the same cute graphics as your podcast logo but you could make a little picture of yourself. So it's your excellent adventure. Anyway, that's my idea. <laughs> I haven't even started IVF yet. So I'm sure there are about a billion other things that could be added, like options to share certain things with different people, cute gifts and animations, ideas of what to do uh, in the two-week wait, meditations, yoga poses. I don't know. Ideas are endless. I listen to your podcast while I ride to and from work and often find myself daydreaming about stuff like this while I ride. Would an app like this even be doable? Is it too big? Has it been done? Anyway, it's a thought. It's a thought. It's a big thought. It's a big thought. That's a that's a heavy app. That's a heavy app. That's a heavy development app. Yeah. Especially to add a chat feature into it. Yeah. And to have syncing across 
apps that are purchased from different accounts. Yeah. Although I guess we had one login. Well, Glow, which is a period tracker, a period and ovulation tracker that I was using for a while, they have a function where you can like invite people to view your your shit. I think yeah. I invited you and you never accepted the invitation. I don't even know what Glow is. Yeah. What I don't like Netflix about show. what I don't like about Glow is that I think they sell your information and like there have been people who have had miscarriages who got who like told Glow they were pregnant and then they end up with like a box of but formula bunch of bullshit yeah stuff bunch of comes bullshit. And happens yeah so don't love that uh-huh um but they have a lot of the functionality that i think you're talking about especially pre-pregnancy but not not so much the appointments i mean this was sort of what we were talking about with a with a journal that would be a hard copy not an app where are where are we on that kind of merchandising situation? I know uh, you, you had been talking to someone. I've been talking to someone about doing um, t-shirts, socks, etc. Yeah. Um, did you see my email about the t-shirt design? No. Oh, we got some potential t-shirt designs. <laughs> we have to look those over. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good idea. I don't think I have the bandwidth to do this app personally Uh um but if someone else out there wants to do it i would love to use it and i would there are ivf journals out there i I think i could make a better one but i'll just add that to the list (laughs) the endless list not even get into the fact that dory the other night was like i've invented a business it's a good idea (laughs) and i was like okay how do you do that I Googled, how do you, how do you do this? Like the business that I want to do. And yeah. there's, there's instructions on the internet about how to do it. All right. Well, look, be on the lookout for Dory's business. This email, especially women over 35. There you go. Uh, this email comes from Chris. So my name is Chris and I've been binge lost listening to your podcast for the past week after spending the last two weeks, binging star Trek, the next conversation and years of on and off listening to Phoebe and Nerdist. Clearly I know Matt. Even back to the episode of Tosh.0 that showed your embarrassing golf cart crash. But I actually met Dory through your occasional comments on the next conversation and your episode of Nerdist. The met is in quotation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Honestly, I've always hoped Matt would meet someone because I know the struggle of being a nerdy, overweight guy with an abrasive sense of humor. Back off, buddy. So I relate to him and my, my days of diligently following Nerdist and didn't want him to end up sad and alone. Well, wow. By the way, I mean, I just for the record, throughout the course of Nerdist, I don't think I was ever that single at any point. Uh-huh. So. All right. I mean, you're projecting, Chris. <laughs> I, I was very monogamous and went through two, two and a half year relationships and then met a wife. Anyway, like Matt, I made the smart decision to date older women. But other than that, we've had a happier relationship for the most part. We're planning to have children, a conversation we recently had uh, because she's turning 32 and I'm 28. So I'm one of those people listening for the sake of hearing a couple talk and bicker back and forth. I've attempted to contact you guys after almost every episode. But since I'm catching up on almost a year of pods wouldn't make much sense for me to follow up 
on everything I want to. Even now, I have 20 episodes to get to before I hear a response to this email. Oh, that's a lot. You should listen at double speed. Uh, but I've been in a weird state the past few days and wanted to take you guys up on your offer for advice, even if that advice won't come to me until sometime next week. Next week? He says he listens to five <laughs> or six episodes a day. Whoa. Okay. <clears throat> oh, this is lengthy. I assume you know that because you yeah, collected you the emails. You know what? Here, I'm just going to... I think we can summarize the the email. Um, You're missing this paragraph. Okay. So, basically, they he and his wife, um, they're happy together, but they don't have couple friends. And they had a friend like he had a friend of 10 years and their girlfriend and then they got they got into a fight and so now like the one couple friend that they had what do you mean they got into a fight the, the detail co- the people the, got into a yes fight? everyone got into a fight that's crazy and why so, are adult human beings fighting with each other so they're not friends anymore hang on i'm looking at this i'm reading this now uh the details of the argument are ridiculous and petty basically starting over a facebook comment and then slow snowballing into a solid four months of me trying to recreate reconnect to them shutting and them shutting me down eventually they made the decision to no longer speak to myself or my wife but the girlfriend would occasionally try to talk to my wife about our personal lives here's something vaguely negative about me such as having minor disagreement or plans falling through and then attacking me over it, calling me a horrible husband, etc. I finally got tired of it and told the girlfriend off. Meanwhile, my friend of 10 years hasn't said a word to me this whole time and ignores my attempts to reconnect. My wife told her off as well after realizing why she kept, quote, checking in. Well, not- what does that mean? Why, why was she checking in? To, to see... Get information back to the guy that's not talking to the Chris? I guess I don't that know. Seems it sounds very insane. Spotty. Um, it's now been a month since we last spoke. I don't think there's any way to salvage the friendship, nor do I think it should be salvaged, as they're clearly shitty people. Well, then why would you be even writing this email? But this leaves my wife and me with a slight problem. Okay, we're both working adults and don't really have ways to meet new people and make friends. My friend group slowly grew apart over the years, as they tend to do. My wife has always been a bit of a loner, though I know she doesn't necessarily like that lifestyle. We live in upstate New York, and our town doesn't have much in the way of social gatherings suited to us. I'm typically averse to crowds as my anxiety can get the best of me sometimes any place we would like to visit in our area such as game shops and other nerdy places has a very quote mom's basement feel with some very strange people crawling out of the woodwork (laughs) so i guess my question out of all this is how does a person in their late 20s early 30s make new friends it's a very strange thought for me and i just can't come to a decent answer i'm sure the first option might be look to coworkers, but i work in an office that loses more employees to retirement each month than to job hopping or normal <laughs> turnover and the few young people i've met here are much younger than me and not really compatible with interests anyway and i guess another question would be am i overthinking the need for friends my wife and i are best friends and i feel guilty thinking my wanting new friends makes it seem like she's not quote enough for me uh and she, he really appreciates any feedback Chris, P.S. Could you guys try getting Andy Mm -hmm. out of the house more often? I spent two years alone with my cats after a bad breakup way back, and it's all I can think about whenever Matt records TNC at his place. (laughs) My loneliness at the time was got so bad, I once thought the girl setting up my credit card over the phone was flirting with me. No, she wasn't. Exactly. Um, Do you have advice about making friends in your late twenties, early thirties? As someone who doesn't tend to like to make friends, my advice is. Not probably great. 
Okay. Which is, fuck it. Who needs it? Mm-hmm. Go to sleep. Yeah. Take a nice nap. Um, no, seriously, we have a lot of friends, and, and, and I'm thankful for that. But uh, it's hard, uh, for sure, especially if you're in a stagnant work environment. Yeah. Where there's no new people coming through. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the other route I would go is probably through a hobby. And it sounds like you're going to gaming stores and stuff, but you're finding that the crowd there is probably not married or interested in couple friends. Right. I don't know. Do you have a suggestion? This is like your, this is like one of your, one of your biggest life passions is couple friends. <laughs> I mean, one thing that you might think about, you said you had a friend group that slowly grew apart. You might think about reconnecting with an old friend. Yeah. Seeing like what's up with them. Maybe ask them to go see Terminator 2 in 3D this weekend. Yeah, you could do that. Um, it does sound like like geographically you're, you're kind of in a tough spot. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't sound like there's a lot of young people around. Right. So I don't know. I I throw this out to the listeners. Those of you who live in small towns, uh, how have you made friends and? What what do you suggest? Yeah, how do you do that? How do Although you d- I feel like small town people people live in small towns. Um, I think they tend to have friends that they've had for that very they, like, long periods of time. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he should reconnect with the with the with right. the old friends. Right. I guess those of you who have moved to places where there are not a lot of young people, how how have you navigated that? Yes. And Curious. is my sense of humor abrasive? Um, I'm going to play a voicemail. She's not answering. Must be. I'm going to play a voicemail. Hey, this is Joe. I'm going to try this again. Hey, baby, IBS is calling bad semen and dry face. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. And maybe we seem a bit confused, mm-hmm. but maybe we got this peg. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep on trying with our messy man drive things until we can see. Good night! Well, I've wanted a theme song <laughs> for a long time, and it appears that we still do not have a theme song. <laughs> uh, that was from Joe, who also emailed us and said... Obviously, I was influenced by Matt's love of Frasier, which is neck and neck with his love of Bo, Mosier, and then a close fourth Dory. See, I'm holding. I hope it at least made you smile. Sorry about my voice. I know I sound like Kermit the Frog and Fozzie Bear made themselves a love child. Listen, I think it was a valiant attempt. It was. I liked the lyrics. Uh, just <laughs> It was amusing. It was amusing. But it just is. I just think any song where you're talking about sperm. It's never going to be a great song. It's never going to be a hit. No. 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 Um, all right. This email is from Crystal. And she says, I was listening to this week's podcast and heard about Matt's anxiety about when to find the time to do things. Mm. I myself got into that for a while as before I was a full-time math curriculum writer. I found myself working full-time as a teacher, 
then taught community college at night, was the president of my community orchestra, among 20 other things, plus having two children. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason I did all of that was to get ahead in my career, but I found myself constantly running from one thing to the next, not feeling like I was doing a good job at anything, and I made myself sick. That's me. I finally started quitting activities and decided which ones were most important. I can honestly say it hurts to quit things, but especially once kids come, something has to give. Mm. My advice is to make room in your life so that you can enjoy your life, even if it means quitting some things you love. Sending many positive vibes to you both. All right. Dory? Yep. I quit. You quit what? The marriage? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Saying goodbye to things I love. Okay. I don't love anything else. (laughs) Everything else I'm like, all right, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know what I would. I wish I was wasting time too. Like I wish I had like uh, all this time I was wasting, mm-hmm. so that I could be like, well, I'll just stop wasting time. Mm. But I don't waste that much time. Yeah, you you either you tend to either be way underscheduled, yes, or way overscheduled. Um, yeah, but when was the last time I was way under scheduled? Uh, it was like two summers ago. Yeah, it's like, how can I tend to be something that I was two summers ago? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I don't know. We've talked about this. Like, yeah, many times. There's nothing that you can really give up right now. Right. So. So in the meantime... Keep enjoying three podcasts from me every week. Um, I'm going to play a semi-related voicemail. All right. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Allie in St. Louis. I wanted to call in and respond to the emailer, Ellen, um, who has the crazy opposite schedules with her husband, but they're trying to make a baby. Mm -hmm. And I really felt for her because my husband and I have complete opposite schedules. He works 8.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., and I work 4 p.m. to midnight, and basically the only time we see each other is Saturday night, if he's awake still after work, and Sunday. So we're not trying to have a baby because it's way too stressful of a time period for that to happen for us, and I'm wondering if with her crazy schedule with school starting up and his schedule with going back to school as well, I'm wondering if it's just too stressful of a time to really put that effort in to having making a baby. Mm. And I also, uh, she mentioned that they had a miscarriage, and I, if I was in her shoes, I would personally worry about that stress level and that history. And honestly, I would not give up. I know she doesn't want to do that, but I would cool it off for a month or two just to adjust to the schedule, figure out who we are together as a couple, having our date nights like you suggested, and just be husband and wife and figure out our lives in this new scheduling and then move on with the baby making. Anyway, um, the podcast is great. I love listening to it at work. It's like I mentioned in an email uh, on a bonus episode, I work at a jail. So it was a nice reprieve from all the felons. Mm-hmm. Anyway, great job, guys. Keep it up. We'll talk to you soon. What do you think? I mean, yeah. 
I think I think taking I think I think taking a break probably sounds like a good idea. Are you projecting? No. Wow. Are you? What? Projecting. That you want to take a break? <clears throat> Do you want to take a break? From trying to make babies? We kind of are taking a break. I know. We're taking a we're taking an unforced we're taking a forced leave. I mean the one thing that I was thinking about with with that particular email is I wonder if eventually her husband could get on a different shift. Mm-hmm. You know? But we don't know. We don't know. And also like they they're both trying to go to school at the same time. Maybe they wait till they're done with that. Right. You know? Right. Just seems like a lot. Was there extenuating medical circumstances other than the miscarriage? No. I think just the feeling like we want to get yeah. moving. Yeah. Well, it may be. Maybe our caller is correct. Yeah. All right. All what's right. what's next, honey? Uh, well, we have one last email. Okie dokie. From our good friend Lex. Oh, uh, Lex. This, Lex. This, this, this Lex email situation has turned into my favorite part of the podcast. Lex emailed from the road. Love it. He said, Hopefully you either pulled over. You either pick the worst or best time to ask what I eat and drink on the road. Two weeks ago, my doctor told me that my blood pressure and cholesterol were much too high and I needed to change some things and I decided to listen for once. Before I got the news, my drinking regimen consisted mainly of a Red Bull in the morning. Okay. I always worried coffee would cause me to have me to stop and use the restroom too often. That's interesting. And the rest of the day, I kept a one liter bottle of Dr. Pepper in the cup holder. This is the main cause of my current health situation as I probably drank three to four of those a day. First of all, where are you even finding one liters of Dr. Pepper? That's my question. And then when he, I first heard the sentence, I thought, oh, he has one liter of soda a day. That's not crazy, but it's not great. But now that I'm hearing you're having three or four liters of Dr. Pepper. I am, Lex, I am surprised you have not had kidney stones yet. Uh, maybe with another Red Bull in the afternoon if I started to feel sluggish. Sure. This has since been changed to black coffee instead of Red Bull with uh-huh. no noticeable extra stops needed. And good old half liter bottles of water usually flavored the rest of the day. I have a small dorm fridge in the truck, so everything can be kept cold and I just fill it back up at night. That's great. As far as food goes, I used to eat a lot of beans and rice with salmon or chicken and canned vegetables thrown in. I have a microwave and a rice cooker slash slow cooker on board. This is amazing that you have all these things on board. You're very well equipped, Lex. Also a lot of turkey. This is not Lex's first rodeo. No, I mean, mean, obviously not, but... Also, a lot of turkey sandwiches, microwave pasta meals, and the odd soup. Uh-huh. For when I didn't, and the I often didn't, feel like making my own food at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Most truck stops have a McDonald's or Subway or something similar. Mm-hmm. Mostly gone are the days of the down-home truck stop diner. Again, that is the main culprit to my ever-shortening lifespan. Now, I still <laughs> eat the rice, beans, fish, and vegetables, but I'm trying to cut out most of the rest while adding in lots of raw veggies as snacks and decent healthy salads for lunch. Hmm. I've always liked healthy food, but I also quite enjoy shit food. Were you aware that a cinnamon Pop-Tart or Little Debbie's oatmeal pie will serve as the perfect utensil for eating a couple of pudding cups when you can't be bothered to reach for a spoon? I was not aware, but now I am aware. Now that the sugar and caffeine withdrawals are over, I'm settling in quite nicely. Have dropped 15 pounds. This is ridiculous. And my blood pressure is back to normal last time I checked it all that in two weeks i mean it's like fucking if you're like pounding soda it does destroy you yeah 
I mean, it's, just think about it. It's like horrible. you're putting in all this corn syrup. You're just drinking corn syrup all day. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's just it's too much. Bad for That's tea. why I like. I maybe am. I maybe have three diet cokes a week. Yeah, you used to have so many. I used to drink three or four or five a day. Yeah. Well, who's the guy? Paul. Um, is it Paul Lagenfeld that does the uh, drinks ten diet cokes a day? Oh my god! And that's all he does. And he drinks that and smokes cigarettes. Ugh. That's the fashion alive? guy, right? Oh, Carl Lager- Lagerfeld. Carl, yeah. not Paul. Sounds like Paul Lagerfeld. Like he's like Is he a ten, podcaster? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, now, Matt, as a fellow supportive husband, I regret yeah. to say that however much I would like it otherwise, Dory is right. Matt and Lex's excellent truck venture should probably not happen. Why don't you think it should happen? Although the idea of you being my Scott Mosier tickles me to no end. You already have too many podcasts and you can't go neglecting them. What would I do without a weekly Feeb or Talk Salad? Well, oh, Feeb of Talk Salad? Well, listen, he, I think he's pointing out the fact that we Feeb and Talk Salad don't happen anymore. Correct. Yeah. I have, however, dusted off the old microphones and my wife and I are going to restart the long dead and not asked for My Friend Lex podcast, which is basically <laughs> me talking to people mainly my friends about whatever we would have been talking about without the mics. So if you need to, you can Skype or call into that and we get a taste of what could have never been. Oh my God. What could never have been. This is amazing. I, it seems I've recently helped steer the podcast into an area that should test the resolve of even the strongest of off topic chit chat supporters. Disagree. But I'm amused. So maybe others are too. Until you have further questions about life on the road, keep the rubber side down. Your friend Lex. I love you, Lex. <laughs> I'm just glad that this podcast brought you and Lex together. Lex wrote into Star Trek too. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I'm just, I'm, I, I can't wait to. I just one day I hope to be passing him on, on 95 heading south. Yeah, I don't think he gets that far east though. Oh, hmm. I'll um, figure out a road. So this. we we owe Andrew Steinley a fun fact. We do. Yeah. Because he got the crossword puzzle correct? Well, he also, he donates every week. Andrew Steinley, you're owed a fact. Mm. Andrew is the only person who has both parts of the Coke formula memorized. Oh. Did you know that about Andrew? Wow, I didn't know that. Now, uh, all of you who want your own fun facts... Um, there's still time to get in for the September fun fact list because Patreon Patreon uh, donations go through on the first of the month. So we wake up, wake so up. We, we do everyone's uh, after the and first we, of the month. Uh, one more podcast for this month. We already have one yeah. posted and we owe one for the $25 level. We, yeah, the $25 level. We will be recording that soon. We have to record that this week. Thank you to everyone Not who just soon. has donated. Um, we also owe our ten dollar and up listeners a photo of us and Bo. Yeah. The problem is, it's well, impossible to get Bo. Okay, in. I changed the requirement. Uh-huh. I said one of us and Bo. one of us and Bo. <laughs> so much easier. One or both, but yeah. probably almost always one. It's just hard. It's really hard. We've we, tried it. We tried it, it many times. It didn't go well. Series of terrible events. Yeah. Where is he? Oh, he's on laying. He's dead on his bed right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, Bo. So sleepy. Not a lot happening. No. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. If you, uh, like what you hear, please head over to Patreon, uh, or just go to excellentadventure.com and take a gander. Yeah. You can get the real, the real raw deal. Yeah. 
yeah. people listen to that podcast. Yeah. Lots it gets of, crazy. Lots of shit talking mm-hmm. on people who will never fork over money to listen. But never shit talking on Lex. That's also true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's all I have to say. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry that my wife and I got into a fight about an apple watch. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.